Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Fly into our house. So... Uh, you know, Jeff was like, why didn't you take video? Why didn't you take video? I'm like, are you kidding me? The last thing I was thinking about was taking video. I was thinking about how I was going to leave my house and never come back again if this bat did not, you know, leave. And, And the animal control on the phone was like, you know, it could be a couple hours. I'm like, a couple hours? I mean, no, that is just, that's just not acceptable. Like this bat needs to go outside with his people, with his other bat people and leave us alone. So it was a very um, interesting weekend, I should say, like start to the quote unquote fall season. And so why I tell that story, I have no idea. It just was a complete random thing that happened this weekend and while I was writing this podcast. And so when I came back to finishing the podcast, I thought, um, I'm like, I have to share their bad story because halfway in the middle, I just totally lost my train of thought. And, uh, you know, I just was a, it, it was just one of those weird experiences. That's all I'm going to say. So hopefully you've never had a bat fly in your house or anywhere else, even near you. And hopefully you never will in the future, right? We can just like, you know, check that one off the list that that's done and we've accomplished that. So you know, talking about fall, right? We're running into the Halloween season coming up. I mean, there's Halloween stuff all over the place. In fact, I just saw Christmas stuff 
in some stores. I'm like, Christmas, we've got like two more holidays before we even get to Christmas. I think it's just crazy now how the retailers are trying to trip our brains so much into the fact that we're already into spending for Christmas, you know? And um, I know a lot of times it's, it's a time of the year where we blow a lot of budgets, you know, bank accounts are screaming at us, you know, don't spend any more money. So we're going to do lots of podcasts about prepping you for the holiday season, because I think even though a lot of it is intuitive and a lot of it, we think we know about, you know, how to avoid overspending and things like that, we all overspend. And so a lot of times I like to do podcasts about, okay, how do we kind of backtrack from the overspending? And how do we make sure that we have a plan to, you know, get rid of the overspending as quickly as possible, or maybe figure a better way to spend where we're not spending our money. Maybe we've got points or rewards or discounts or other things like that, that we're just not thinking about. So today is about kind of upping your money game plan for the fall season. And these are eight things, eight things I've talked about kind of over and over again, eight things you've heard other people on this podcast to talk about. But I think sometimes it's just good to hear this stuff over and over again. Um, you know, sometimes it sinks in one time or maybe it just doesn't another time or, you know, we're all in different seasons of life. And so sometimes when you enter a different season, then certain things are more applicable to that season. And, you know, it's more interesting to pay attention. And look, at the end of the day, we're talking about money, right? So I know this is like already a topic that most of us don't really want to talk about. And so the fact that you tune in to listen to us or listen to me, I should say, you know, I'm the one that blabbers on about money. I think is just really inspiring. And it's hopeful for me that, you know, people out there are like really searching for ways to to do this better. Um, so number one is, you know, something that I think we overlook a lot and it's going to sound silly, but the number one thing is, is check your bank fees, right? Because there are a lot of banks that are charging monthly bank fees and they seem really innocent, right? It might be $10 or some I've seen even as much as $15, $20 a month. And you think that's not a big deal, but there are so many options out there for banks. There are so many online banks that have popped up. There are so many places to go where they don't charge you fees, right? Where you don't have to keep a daily minimum balance in your bank account. And sometimes those minimum daily balances are quite high, like a couple thousand dollars. And for a lot of us, like we need to be using that for most people, I should say, we need to be using that money it needs to be doing something for us other than just sitting in our bank account so we don't get a silly monthly fee. So if you don't know if you have a monthly fee, check that out. And if you do have a monthly fee, just know you there are so many different choices out there for you. Even something as simple as direct depositing your paycheck can help you avoid the monthly fee. So this is your money. And the place it starts first is the, the bank, the, you know, the little like soft, cozy place where your money rests. And so let's just make sure that, you know, you're not being overcharged for things that you don't even need to pay for that. All right. Number two, I want you to grab a latte, your favorite beverage, if you're a beer drinker, if you're a wine drinker, whatever is your beverage of choice and spend some time and check out your credit score this month. This is a reminder I think we all need. We all kind of fall in the trap of like, oh, I know what my credit score is, or oh, I checked my credit score last year. It's nothing really has changed, right? And it's one of those things where it could actually change rapidly, and there could be things going on behind the scenes that you're not even 
aware of, right? I, I have, I mean, I could tell you stories and stories. We could talk about hours on this podcast of like the craziest things that I have seen and heard about uh, people not checking their credit score and then things are on there that they didn't buy, like big things like houses and boats and cars and investment properties and all sorts of crazy things, even open businesses and people didn't know this was happening to them. So it's so easy nowadays to check your credit score. There are places like Credit Sesame, Credit Karma. They don't charge you any fee to stay on top of your credit report and you've got it in the palm of your hand. So you literally have no excuse not to check your credit score, not to see what's going on with your finances. And make this like a monthly thing. Make this a something thing that you look at, you know, every every month because this is important, right? This is this is your money. It's like you don't spend all your time, you know, busting your ass to go out there and make money only to not stay on top of it, not to know what's going on. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know how to fix everything. You you don't have to know all of that, right? But you do have a responsibility to to be that CEO of your finances and to, you know, check these things that are really important to you now and in the future. And this is not something that just is for, you know, the 20-year-olds out there that are just out of college. Like this goes for everyone and we all forget, right? We just we all just forget to do these things. All right, next, you know, there are so many money apps out there and I think they could literally drive you crazy. Like there could be so many different money apps that you just don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know, you know, what what app to to download on your phone. I mean, I, I've had that myself where I'm like, oh, I want to talk about new apps on the podcast. And I'm like, good God, there's so many apps out there that um, it's crazy for me to even sort through them all. But I have a couple favorites. I have a lot of favorites. There are so many different uh, apps out there, but I would say three of my my current favorites right now are Acorns. It's a great investing app. They have a new program that um, helps you invest spare change. Uh, they help you find money. I mean, there, there's just so many cool things that Acorn does depending on... Um, you know, what you want it to do for you, but it's a great way to help you get started investing. If you're really new to this, you don't know where to start. Um, check out Acorns. Stash is another great one that is built on investing in financial education and helping making help to make, that's the proper sentence, um, investing simplified, right? Investing easy for you. They have uh, really low minimums, no trade fees. There's a ton of different in- investments to select through. So again, it's a, it's a good way if you just want to get started, right? There's nothing wrong with working a financial planner, working with a wealth advisor, working, working with somebody to help you with your investment planning. I highly suggest that. Um, It's a great option to really dial in with your own individual situation, what your goals are with investing, what you're trying to achieve. Because again, this is not one size fits all. What your friend's doing, what your parents are doing, what your brother or sister are doing, it's not necessarily what you should be doing, right? So these apps just help you. They kind of like, it's it's your runway onto investing. They really help you, you know, get some familiarity with investing. Another great app I'm loving is Clarity Money. Uh, it's, 
I think one of the best apps right now to help you know what you got. Where are you spending your money? Where is your money going? And this is helpful in, I don't know, a million different ways with you being able to grow your money, with you being able to have a better control over your money, and with you being able to plan for those goals that you want to achieve. So those are three apps. I'll have all the links in the show notes. My current three, um, there's, um, like I said, there's a bazillion of other ones out there. So if you got other apps that you love, that's great. Maybe look for a new one this month that is in an area that you're kind of struggling with financially and just see if the app can help you. Some of them don't. I end up deleting a lot of apps off my phone. I put it on my phone. I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't. I don't need this app or I, I don't want this app or this app doesn't do anything for me. So I just delete it off there, right? There's no sense in like confusing yourself, you know? And sometimes it takes a bunch of them to find something that actually works for you, right? Number four kind of goes in line with number three, but that's to grow your 401k without contributing more. And I think this is an interesting thing that people are like, what? How do I do that? Right? Um, so a lot of times we always think like, well, to grow our, our retirement, to grow our 401k, to grow our choices, as I like to say, down the line, you have to make more money. And that if we, if we don't make more money, you know, nothing's growing. And that's not, that's not always true. Sometimes it's just, just about positioning your 401k better. A lot of times, you know, it's easy to not know what investment options to pick. You get that kind of menu of options. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to pick. Let me just like close my eyes and pick one. So one of my favorites companies is called Bloom. It's with three O's. Again, I'll put them in the show notes. We've had them on the podcast a lot in the past. They're still one of my favorites. I've seen what they've done for some of my friends and uh, some people that have hired me to work with them. And I, I'm just, I'm honestly kind of blown away. I mean, I, I just, they've done such an amazing job and up to this point and I'm just, I'm a huge fan. So what they do is for a small fee every month, they help you uh, choose the options in your 401k and pick that like ultimate uh, portfolio for you. So you can really make sure that your money is growing. It's one of the best investments you can make is to have someone who is an expert in these things, look at your options and help you position properly, right? All right. So next one. Again, one of my favorites, talk about it all the time, and that is just literally pick one debt that you want to pay off, one debt. You know, if you're swimming in debt, don't even freak out about it. Pick one debt. If you got just a little bit of debt, all right, well, we're going to go ahead and attack that one debt. And when you attack one debt at a time, you kind of like all out, you just go for it, right? Any extra cash you got, you're just going to throw it on that debt. You're going to pay the minimums on the other debt until this puppy is just paid off. It's one of the best ways, I think, to really motivate yourself to keep going. And you can start to see progress really, really quickly if you have the strategy attack with this debt, all right? So this month, pick one debt, pick one thing that you want to pay off. I'm not saying you're going to pay it off this month, right? But you're going to start working towards that. You're going to start that that strategy working. There's so many calculators out there to help you figure out like, okay, if I put an extra 50 bucks or hundred bucks or 500 bucks or whatever it may be on my debt, here's when I'm going to have it paid off, right? And just like you're training for a marathon or any, any other goal that you're trying to hit, 
you know, it takes time. You got to, you got to kind of build up to it. But once you start seeing the momentum, I think it's really infectious to keep going. Once that debt is gone, do yourself a favor. Don't put more debt on that, on that debt, right? Leave that card alone, leave that debt alone, and then go attack another one. All right. Kind of all, we're just flowing all in line here. So the next is ramp your credit card strategy. And uh, again, I get a lot of like credit card strategy. What's that, right? Well, there actually can be a strategy for your credit cards. One of the worst things you can do if you have a rewards or cashback credit card is to have a balance on that credit card. Because in essence, you're wiping away any benefits that you're actually getting from that card. So if you have debt on those cards, make a real valiant effort to get those with a zero balance. Once they have a zero balance, then you can use it like a debit card, right? You put a certain amount of money on that every month, you pay it off, you get the points, you get the cash back, you get whatever, but you can pay it off. That is the goal. Then you're winning because you're not paying crazy interest rates. And if you don't have a rewards credit card and, and you're good with credit, you're you're not an overspender with credit, you know, my question to you is, are you getting something for what you're already spending? A lot of times I get it. People are really nervous about, you know, moving from a debit card to a credit card. I totally understand. And I'm going to say, you know, you got to be honest with yourself. You got to be honest with like, no, I'm just, I'm not good with credit cards, right? It just credit cards and me don't go together. Doesn't necessarily mean you don't have a credit card, right? But you got to know yourself. But if you know yourself and you're like, all right, I can handle this. And you're, you know, you're spending a fair amount of money every month on your kind of, you know, daily household eating out, you know, all that kind of stuff. You might want to get some sort of rewards credit card that's going to just give you extra stuff for what you're already spending, whether it's miles for trips or uh, hotel points or even cash back that you can use at Amazon or different things like that. It's extra money in your pocket for what you're already spending, right? Uh, next is my very favorite friend, my budget. Again, I, my, my, my mission is to get you to really love budgeting, right? And so it is not on the bad word list anymore. We are able to remove it from that bad word list and move it over to the good word list. Because when you, when you really understand the power of building a better budget, it is like that ah moment, right? It's like where the heavens open and you start to see light on your, your finances, on your financial future, and on those goals that you want to hit. Now, one thing I will tell you is you cannot make your budget bulletproof. You can't. Things are going to happen. You're going you're gonna to plan out the month. You're going to get midway through the month and something's going to happen, right? Like this month, my car broke down. Not, not just a little breakdown, like a major freaking breakdown. <laughs> it took three tow trucks to get my car to the, uh, the mechanic, right? It, it was just one of those moments where I'm like, oh man, this is going to be really really expensive, all right? And you just you just know it like okay, the budget is blown for this month. You know, now I got to, you know, rearrange some things. So it's never bulletproof. But it does take some time and investment, but it doesn't take that much time. You can really, you know, ha- have better control over your finances in a short period of time each week. I'm talking like 
under 20 minutes a week. And it's knowing your numbers. It's knowing what you're spending your money on and it's looking ahead for the week. Okay, what's coming up for the week? Like, what do I need to be uh, looking out for? What do I need to be on top of? What What's like extra payments that are coming up that I need to, you know, make a plan for. So it doesn't take a lot of time. It just takes a little bit of time and tension. But the key is really knowing what you're spending. Every single penny that comes out of your bank account on. That's how you can begin to make changes with your finances. And it really is that moment where things start shifting. Things start changing. You start going from a, I don't have enough mentality to a, I have more than enough mentality. I just got to make a little shift in what I'm spending or how I'm spending my money or a little different priorities. I'm telling you, it is worth every minute that you spend on it. Okay. And lastly, of all the things we talked about, you know, pick one area of your finances you're going to focus on. Just, just one goal, one thing, one, one thing. Whether it is, you know, the stuff we talked about, whether it is you want to raise a percentage at your 401k investment at work, whether you want to start a Roth or an IRA, whether you want to pay off a debt, whether you want to start your budget, whether you want to look at your credit score, whatever it is, maybe you just want to understand something a little bit better. Pick one one little itty bitty thing that you can accomplish this month and then charge towards that goal. All right. So here's eight things. There's a million more things we could put on this list. Uh, These are just kind of eight things that I think keep coming up and up over and over and over again for a lot of people that I see. And it's just about building a strong foundation. It's about building these tools in your toolkit. So when something happens, when your car breaks down that month, when just something unexpected happens, you know how to right the ship. You know how to get the ship back up, right? And pointed in the right direction. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Shauna Game. And if you love this podcast, do me a favor, please share it with your friends. 